Forget everything you know about comics. Welcome to Agent Blue, your comic book explosion podcast. I'm Michael Banana III. And I'm George Green. And today we're covering Teen Titans Earth 1, both volume 1 and 2. That is correct. Both 1 and 2. I mean, I don't really have anything to add on to that because you just said everything. So I guess we can just uh, hop right in it. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm very biased more towards volume one than I was for volume two. Uh, Volume one, I feel like the story was just so good. And then volume two was just kind of like, eh, here what's happened. This is just that what happened after volume one. That's all. It had a satisfying conclusion, but I agree. It definitely wasn't uh, as good as volume one. It It was satisfying. And I feel like the comic book tried to focus more on the fighting because they didn't do so much in volume one. But I feel like it took more away from the story. It was just everybody fighting. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's... It's not hard to write when people are just fighting and arguing, but I feel like it's just kind of like the lazy way of taking it. Yeah. But I do understand because they're all young. The conflict between them and how it would progress. So I'm not saying they did a bad job. I'm just saying I feel like it was just a little lazy and the story was just a little bland. Yeah. I mean, the first volume was very much like Marvel's The Runaways. Um, Because when I said in the very beginning, forget everything you know about comics, it's it wasn't just something fun to say. I mean, this entire series of Earth 1 Everything that you know about these characters was stripped away. Raven, no longer the daughter of a demon. She's a Navajo Indian. And all the other kids were um, adopted. They're not real children of their parents. And Raven's parents have yet to really be mentioned, though. They only talked to her grandfather. Yes, but he's a Navajo Indian, and that explains enough. But I'm just saying enough. it could. Her parents could be brought up later, and they could kind of have some sort of demon-esque you know but her powers have been already explained because her grandfather had the same visions and the same things um but maybe her great 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 grandfather is a demon see see oh yeah family lineage still works they have yet to announce whether or not generation powers maybe maybe possibly perhaps um but the they haven't announced for a volume three of the Teen Titans Earth One yet. They've announced Wonder Woman Earth One, but no um, third one for Teen Titans. But yeah, the story was so much like Runaways because you have these kids and they realize that their parents were actually in cahoots. And then they decide to run away. They run away like the Runaways. <laughs> and the only difference is... Instead of the kids from one ways being, uh, one being magic, one being dumb, one being dumb. <laughs> one I've never read the Runaways, so this is this is new to me as well. Uh, well, the dumb kid, his name is Chase, and his father was is like the most brilliant man, uh, next to Reed Richards. Um, so these parents take their kids. Uh, and put them away. They all have to hang out in the Runaways. They all hang out, and the parents are like worshiping some 
group of quote unquote gods in uh, Teen Titans Earth One. However, these kids never met each other, but their parents were all part of the same group. And when they all converge and meet for the first time, they realize what's going on and they run away, similar to how the Runaways ran away. And just like in Runaways, they never actually call themselves the Teen Titans. No, Titans are mentioned. No, I'm saying the people never called themselves Teen well, Titans. Yeah, no, you don't. It doesn't normally happen in the first couple of volumes. Unless not normally, not normal. You know, unless it's like the Justice League when they form the Justice League. They like had vol- to be chosen after like Volume One. Normally, Volume Two, like sometime in Volume Two, they're like, okay, yeah, we're the Justice League of America. We're like, we're just a Justice League. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the only time the Titans came up was in Volume Two when they brought up the fact that there are more kids that we uh, created from a different. Uh, alien, but it was just a clone of Starfire, who all these kids actually got their powers from. See, different from the original. Starfire is the reason all the kids have their powers. Right. right. And I, I kind of like this uh, setup. You know, I, like, I really like it. They do experiments on Starfire, and you know they, they use her uh, alien DNA to, to graft with human DNA and make people with powers. And then you see in like volume two, like later on in the story, that there are these, way there are way more. more. Yeah, these kids aren't the only ones. Um, <clears throat> way more, and they're all like dead. Yeah, they're all dead. And then that's when they explain that um, when they tried doing it on older subjects, they all failed. But when they grafted to infants, it worked. It worked. It worked. Which is why these kids have powers. Maybe we should do a, a short. Little, yeah, uh, like little, little, like quick spark notes of the story. So, all right, maybe well, maybe the viewers that haven't read it might be a little bit confused, more confused than others. Yeah. So, Earth One, um, Volume One. It it begins with a flashback to the day that they ca- that the parents of all the uh, Titans. Uh, found Starfire. Right, when she crashed onto Earth. Yes. After, of course, the usual story where she's running away from Tamaran. Uh, but this reason is because there's a whole bunch of war. Instead of she's being captured, she gets captured in this one. And then it immediately goes to uh, Raven explaining to her um, grandfather that she had these visions of this happening. Uh, that this child was taken and they don't really know what and then it jumps right into other ti- the other members of the Teen Titans it's, uh, I think it was to start with Terra. it goes Terra, then Gar- uh, Garfield Cy- uh, Cyborg um, Garfield being Beast Boy or Changeling um, and then it goes into Jericho uh, who is the son of Slade Wilson both in this one and the uh, fictional, the other real universe of DC, and then they all converge. They get. They the, all kind of. They meet. go to the same yeah, school. Yeah, they all go to the same like, school, so they, they kind of already know each other. While everything's like starting to progress, you know, because they all like some of them are just moving there. I believe Garfield is jumping up a couple of grades. Yep, Jericho. He, he instead of being in ninth grade, he's now in eleventh grade. Are they in eleventh grade or twelfth grade? 
Either way, he's jumping from middle school to, like, almost ending high school. And then Jericho just moves to the school, but Tara and um, Victor Stone both know each other, and I believe that they are They've been dating. They've been dating since before this story began. Um, And then... You know, regular school day stuff happens. Everybody kind of has a really, really bad day. And that really doesn't help when their powers start jumping up. Uh, when Starfire hits puberty in the little containment she has, then everybody starts gathering, gaining their powers. Uh, Beast Boy turns green and into a giant cat. Cyborg starts growing metal on him. And Terra almost kills her mom. Uh, I believe that Beast Boy's powers... Are a lot different than in the real one. Yeah, I feel like it's whatever he's like. He's look. He's got to look at him first, or he's got to come in contact with him because it looks like if he came in contact with the cat. Well, I, I think. And then he came in contact with the rat later on. I think it's just like whatever he's thinking of, because he's not really used to these powers. So I think it's like whatever he's thinking of in the moment, he kind of transforms into. But it's not like well, he he transform. He doesn't transform into like the actual animal. He just becomes like a humanoid version of it. Which which kind of makes like his powers a lot see a gorilla. cooler. You don't see him see a gorilla, but well, in he, he two, doesn't he becomes a gorilla. He doesn't become a gorilla until after Jericho do, did it already. Using his body. So now he knows that form, so he can do it. I think it's just he needs to know what he's going for. Um, obviously, we haven't seen the extent of his powers yet, and I really... He is... Probably my favorite character in the whole yeah, I series really because I like his power set. It's a little different than what you normally see out of Beast Boy. It's not. I had a while ago. I got the Earth One Beast Boy action figure. I uh, kept it in its thing, uh, in its casing, and I didn't realize why he looked like that. I was like, "What is going on?" Until I read this book, and then I was like, "Oh, that is cool. That's I like a lot, this. It's a lot cooler. It makes his power set cooler. Like if they did like a Earth One." Titans Volume Three. I pray for it. Um, they have a, a a very large character develop a development to make, you know, for them to become a team. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they also, I feel like I would really like them to explore Garfield's character a little bit more. You know, I want to see like we we only saw the Doom Patrol go after um Starfire. Uh, when Slade Wilson had to become Deathstroke again. Right. And we didn't really see... The Doom Patrol wasn't the same as it is in the main universe. But it's funny that they didn't go after the regular Titans because Beast Boy's first appearance was as a Doom Patrol member. Really? Yeah, he was originally part of the Doom Patrol. And uh, in the original comics, uh, if you notice, he's wearing like kind of a white and red or white and purple uniform is because that's what the Doom Patrol all wears in the regular comics. In this, it's very different, but, you know, that's what makes it great. And that's why I'm glad that I went in not knowing anything about Earth-1 other than, you know, Terra never was with anybody other than the Titans. Because usually she's working with Slade. Uh... Maybe getting some on the side, but... Maybe getting some on the side. Hey, they keep it very, very out there. Where did we leave off for the quick little reveal? Um, they all convert because start... they're in high school, and then they get their powers. They're starting to get their powers, and then um, they all kind of 
meet up at the same location by after arguing with their parents yeah. except for Garfield Garfield is the only one who didn't argue with his his adopted parent because he knew he was adopted and he he loved Steve which is his father's name um, um but anyways so they all kind of converge by this lighthouse and this is when Deathstroke shows up uh well Deathstroke went after Starfire no, so, no, that's that's volume two. Volume one, Deathstroke went uh, after yeah, the Titans. Yep, the Deathstroke did go after the Titans. Sorry, I'm, so, I read Titans too too many times. Um, <laughs> Derek, yeah. So they go. So Slade goes after the Titans, and Jericho's powers uh, become active. That's not until they get into the facility. Yeah. Jericho yeah. doesn't really do anything the first time they meet. Nope, they he he, they, they he claims quick, to be normal. He claims to be normal. They have a quick scuffle on the beach of this lighthouse. Um, Raven just appears out of nowhere and immediately knocks out Slade when. He, well, she didn't even know what she did. She yeah. thought she killed him. Yeah, because she shot a a beam straight a beam through, straight his, through his his cranium. Straight through. Like there wasn't like boom and the knockout. It was like. <laughs> Straight through his head. Straight through his cranium, bring him. Um, then that's when the kids go down to the lab. They go down through the lighthouse things, and they find the lab, and then people's power, then his powers, Jericho's powers become... Yeah, but he's active. also the contingency plan from Victor Stone's mother Yeah. Um, to stop the Titans before they do any damage. If and they don't follow the, the lead of their parents, then Jericho's there to shut them down. And he knows about how all their powers work, and Jericho's power is to inhabit your body. Pretty much possession. Yeah. I don't know what you would call that. I would call it possession. You know, I feel like possession would be the best way to describe it. Well, that would actually be a pretty pretty cool power. To have, to possess people. Do yeah. you know how... Especially as, like, someone to be able to have to shut down a team. Like, oh, oh, yeah, that, that would be very good. But can you imagine giving some random person with no, like anything like keeping them tethered some possession power like they would become a villain like Jericho is it would be really easy to become a villain it would be too hard to could you imagine giving someone like Batman with possession powers um no thank you could you imagine that no thank you he would he would would, like invoke Darkseid to come to earth possess him destroy all of Apocalypse destroy pretty much everybody that opposes Batman and then Batman would just become the new regime leader, I think, as Darkseid. I don't think he'd become a regime leader because of the whole thing that, like, he doesn't want to be in politics. I don't think Batman would even use it until he had to. Yeah. Like, he, he, he like, he probably it has would change it. The whole he, justice he probably universe. already has it. Like, like, he could have the possession power right now. And nobody he probably would know. could get it very easily. I bet you John Constantine could get him some powers like that. Yeah, he'd probably curse Batman for life. But yeah, he'd have to give his soul up. But he's a lapsed Roman Catholic, so it doesn't even matter to him. <laughs> Dude, I've researched the religions of every comic book character. This is no joke to me. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um. But like the DC metal event, you know, Batman could just give his soul to Barbados and get possession powers and then win. Take over Barbados. <laughs> Take over Barbados. Um, no, but so then, you know, fight ensues and the Titans get away because they save Starfire and then Starfire immediately goes to Raven. Yeah. And that's the end of volume one. Yeah. The, the 
small team of characters that have powers. So you got Terra, Cyborg, Beast Boy, Beast Boy and Tempest, who is a uh, older. He's an he's Aqualad. Pretty much Aqualad, he, yeah. <clears throat> and so. Yeah. He he's one of the the quote unquote failed experiments, but he he, he didn't fail apparently. He didn't fail apparently. Yeah, you, you find that out in uh, the end of volume one. They 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 take him. They, they take say him, it, but you don't find out till volume two. They said we can't leave this guy here because he's breathing, and then they take him. But you don't actually see them take him. No, they you do. No, there's a body. Yeah, see they're carrying him in his little suit. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so volume two starts off with Tara breaking into a pharmacy, to. Uh, steals some drugs and then gets caught by the police. Um, and She's getting the drugs for uh, Tempest. Aqualad. Or no. no Victor. For Victor. For Victor because unlike in the regular uh, DC universe Victor's powers aren't really powers. He has strength but it's more like a curse. He's being covered by this metal and he's no longer feeling anything. He's starting to feel less and less. Uh... So, when she brings him the drugs, and he mentions that, like, they're not going to work because I don't feel anything. Sad moment. Tara kisses him on the cheek. Did you feel that? Yes. Then there's hope that we can get you back to normal. Uh, because he's the only one whose power is, uh, is really screwing with him. I mean, of course, Beast Boy's green, and, and but Tara's perfectly fine. And Tempest, he just has to hide. You know what you also forgot to mention? What? At the end of their little scuffle before everybody runs away, <clears throat> Jericho takes over Slade, Slade Wilson's yep. body and then tries oh, to yeah, he jump sh- out. And then... Slade slices Jericho's throat when Jericho tries to get out, when uh, when Jericho's trying to kill his father. Yeah. And, then and then he has to keep possessing Slade so for, he the rest of the, uh, for the rest of the majority of the ser- season series thing until in volume 2 when Raven takes him out of um, Slade and then puts her him inside her mind like she does as regular Raven um let's see the first like few pages after Tara's thing is all just Slade Slade. being controlled by Jericho while they're having a conversation going to find uh, Dr. Calder who created all the titans and experimented on Starfire um, and then this is where you actually see another one of Beast Boy's powers Terra runs back to their little safe house and Beast Boy looks to be some sort of like wolf, wolf dog guarding the, the house guard dog that's what he is he's a guard dog um, it also doesn't look like Aqualad talks no he doesn't say a single word in this whole book um, Cyborg's getting worse and that's what the pain meds are for. Even that's though. and then I bring that that part up with the the kiss. There's there's time. There's hope. Cy- Garfield gives Tempest a whole bunch of marshmallows, and even though he has an iron stomach, he pukes because he's not used to it. <laughs> there is um, Raven and Starfire start getting really close. Uh, Starfire shows Raven uh, why she's here on Earth by using the mental telepathy thing. Then they all start to like. Uh, Slade Wilson talks to Doctor Calder about going to find the Titans and Starfire. Um, they pretty much know where everybody is. They know Starfire is somewhere in, uh, I think Utah. I believe he yep. said. You have the book. Uh, the, the kids are in Seattle. Yeah. 
They're in Washington while the other people are somewhere else. They're in New Mexico. Alright. Raven and Starfire. Raven and uh, Starfire are in New Mexico, and the other kids are in Seattle. So, the Doom Patrol and Slade are going to New Mexico, and the, the Titans, Titans are going after the kids, the, the other ones. The Titans, the, the Teen Titans are group. what? Wonder Girl? It's Kid Wally Flash. West, the Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, and Cole, who is Crystal Girl. Um, so, you know, they're both being... Raided pretty much at the same time. Starfire and Raven take on the Doom Patrol while uh, almost effortlessly. Almost pretty much, pretty much effortlessly. Like extremely. And then one hundred percent effortless. The, uh, the the Teen Titans or the yet to be Teen Titans are fighting the regular Titans, and they're just getting they're getting whomped on. Aqualad helps a little bit, but doesn't really do much to Kid Flash for very long because he just gets right back up. And Wonder Girl kind of just wants to beat the snot out of... The green one. The green one. I want the green one! <laughs> That's what she says when she jumps out of the plane. So after uh, Raven and Starfire beat all the Doom Patrol, Jericho decides to try and take over... Raven. Raven. But fails because but, Raven has superpowers. Yeah, yeah. So after that, locking him in the back of their mind, Slade Wilson's actually been a good guy. Instead of trying to kill the Titans in the regular universe, in this universe, he's trying to help them. Well, he doesn't agree with Eleanor Stone and the rest of the yeah, Doctor Calder and those teams. Um, so he's trying to help them. So he's you know coming up with a plan, you know, telling them that the other kids are in trouble. If the Titans are there, they've already got them. You know, these they kids didn't soldiers. have a chance. Yeah. Um, and they're gonna they're gonna go and and get Doctor Calder. And then there's a little bit of a conversation between the Teen Titans. And the Titans. And the Titans. And they're pretty much telling them, like, you know, we're all the same. We're all in the same boat. We're all, you know, we've all been experimented on. But the Titans have been a lot closer to Dr. Calder. That's their daddy. Yeah, that Cassie, uh, Wonder Girl, actually refers to him as daddy. So. Daddy know. said you would say that. Um, but when they get back to the facility... Dr. Kohler isn't really much of a dad. He's more rude to these kids. Um, and he just kind of, like, brushes them off. And, like, tells them to just go inside. You know? So they're going to be running experiments on Cyborg. The rest of the Titans go into their, their quarters. And the other Titans show up in their quarters as well. That's when Dr. Kohler meets Starfire. And, and Starfire was never captured. They were playing a ruse on Dr. Calder. Um, Slade pretended to be Jericho this entire time. And then when they brought in, when they brought Raven and Starfire into the room, Starfire breaks out of the cuffs and blasts. Okay, blasts away. Um, the Titans fight Raven and Starfire. Uh, it's a pretty even match. match Until Raven like wakes everybody up. Yeah, Everyone's real woke now. Um, to the truth. To the truth, yeah. They know the way. They know the way. Do you know the way? Do you know the way? Oh. Do you know the way? But anyways, this is where they find all the other failed experiments. Um, it just looks like clones of the regular Titans. You know, Wally West Flash, Wonder Girl, and Crystal Girl. Um, that's what Raven and them had shown them. And then... Blackfire appears, which, again, we said is a clone of Starfire in this universe. But she's a 
ugly clone. I'm quite she deformed. Lo- she kind of reminds me of Angelica from Rugrats because she has a little Cynthia doll. Oh man, it's pretty ugly. Um, and Starfire goes, "You ugly me?" Question mark. Yeah, she's broken English broken completely. English. And then you know, her her clone was not very happy with that. So then they fight the clone. And then the clone starts beating up Starfire like, I'm going to make you ugly, ugly like me. Um, <laughs> make, make pretty me ugly like me. Terra goes to save um, Cyborg. And the experiments look to have taken Cyborg's body over completely at this point. And He's 100% metal. He is no longer the Cyborg we know and love. He doesn't look the same anymore. He's just 100% metal. 100% metal. Also, these covers are very misleading for Cyborg because Cyborg never uses this this costume ever. No, he does not. He does not even even try. Uh, and during this little scuffle between the Titans and Blackfire, the metal off of Victor starts melting and then connects him to the ship that Starfire was brought in by. Um. And then after that happens, Victor wakes up, and then Jericho jumps out of Raven's mind. And into Blackfire. Into Blackfire. And, yeah. It's one heck of a battle. One heck of a battle, because he actually knows what he's doing. And then Cyborg comes in with a giant robot. And that giant robot beats the snot out of Blackfire. No matter how hard she tries, no matter how hard Black. Fire tries to Jericho pretty much at this point. Uh, no matter how hard Jericho tries to blast the giant robot, it doesn't really do much damage. And then Crystal Girl hits Blackfire Jericho in the eyes, and he can't leave the body, so he just runs away. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he steals Doctor Colder at the same time. And then Raven teleports all the Titans out of there. And they're in New Mexico in their little cave, hanging out. And this is kind of where. The team kind of becomes a team. Kind of. Garfield, Logan, and Cole kind of uh, have obvious thing going on because of the way they they talked in the cave and the fact that they wanted to be alone for a minute. They wanted to be alone. They wanted to be alone for a minute. And then... Seven minutes in New Mexico. Cyborg can never leave the giant robot. He no longer looks like the cyborg we know. He can leave the robot. He just can't leave the robot for very long. He's connected. Look at the picture. He is still connected to the robot, period. Like, he looks normal, but there's a giant cord connecting his arm to the giant robot. He also says that the chip has been teaching them their language. So that looks to be coming in handy. Oh, yeah. That looks to be coming in handy a little bit because if he knows Starfire's language, they can kind of... Help her learn English. Help and her talk learn to English, her. Yeah. That's if we get a volume three. All right, well, it looks okay, like... No, he's, it's right. He says he can't be a part. He also calls a giant robot rover. Yeah, it's, it's rover. All right, well, since we covered it... Uh, what, what 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 was your favorite part and what was your least favorite part? Uh, if we're talking about volume one favorite part would have to be um, hmm. 
I don't know, I just kind of liked all volume one. The story was nice and the progression was, was great. The whole story was very satisfying except for the end when it's kind of left everything wide open. And you're like, but I, I want more. I need it. Yeah, I and then need more. Uh, volume two, I think my favorite part was the end fight scene between the Titans and uh, Jericho and Blackfire. Yeah, that was, that was a good fight. Um, it was fun to I read. I like how Cyborg's going to have this mech robot kind of thing, but I feel like he's going to be able to do a lot with it. So if do you they do think volume that three, he can? Do you think that maybe he can like because he's connected like that? Do you think that he can use that robot and like melt it onto him like armor and use it as a giant mech mod or just the mech mod? I think I that him connected to the ship keeps the um keeps the metal from off of his body like confusing with him completely yeah to where it's uncomfortable so i feel like he potentially could use it that way but he might not want to at first you know because it was very traumatizing for him being you know trapped up in this metal i would be very afraid as well to use that power but like once i realize that i can like Turn it into a giant robot at some point. Why would you want to have a suit if you could just have a giant robot? Well, what if you're fighting a small character, small person? You know, bigger they are, harder they fall. Well, maybe. Like you're, you're fighting somebody like this size, you, you need, like, less height. Maybe he's just, like, the, the big backup. Maybe he's not going to go into He's the big gun? Yeah, he's the big gun. Alright, alright. I see you, I see you. Um, Or maybe he can just take a piece of it and turn it into a suit, you know, and then just leave the the rest of him outside. Yeah. But But he said he has to be connected to it. So, like, how much does he have to take before he's good to not be connected to it? Because he wasn't connected to it before and it was covering almost his whole body. Well, Well, he was the metal at that point. The metal was on him. Yeah. He was connected to it. Um, I want to know how he knows he can't be connected for long. Disconnected. He, well, no, he can't be disconnected because he said he's talking to... Uh, the thing would have told him. Yeah, he, he's starting you to You can't leave anything. Oh. <laughs> you been, can't leave He's me. been fused with it, so like he can't be separated from it. Well, all right. Um, you're looking forward to the other Earth One stories? Because cause I think I we're, we're just going to do a whole series on them. Might as well. I mean, I like them so far. I like the, the new stories. I like how the characters are a little different. They're still the same characters, but they're a little different. Powers are tweaked differently, you know? Um, mainly excited for uh, Green Lantern. I'm really hoping something cool comes out of it. I hope it's more spacey. It, it, the things that I've read says that um, it is rip, more like Ripley Scott Alien. And instead of the things you already know about it, uh, you know, Green Lantern in the real world, uh, real, real world, DC, in the real world, in the real DC universe, um, he works as a test pilot for Ferris Air. Um, apparently, he's a miner, like chopping away at um, rocks for Ferris Galactic. So it's already in outer space. Okay. Okay. You think he's just gonna pop up on a ring? You well, think there's gonna be a, a Green how... Lantern Corps? I don't know. Or do you think it's gonna kind of be like uh, Earth Two, where I don't know he's how like it's... the Green on Earth, where it's, he's not really? Well, it wouldn't be on Earth because it's already. Well, I'm just saying. I like... think it'll be 
I think it might be like an ancient corpse. Like, um, like he would be like the predator. Yeah, like something like that. But no, I'm saying it because like what we already know is that he finds the lantern and the ring while mining. So if he's find if he finds it because he's mining, then it must be something ancient. This is true. This is true. But other than that, we don't know much. I'm looking very much forward to it. Literally ask anybody I've been talking to, and they will tell you the thing I've been talking about the most is Earth One Green Lantern coming also, out on the 20th. That is, that is all he's been talking about. <laughs> um, I'm also kind of excited to read Earth One Superman. Uh-huh. That looks to be uh, an interesting one. I mean, I kind of like Superman. I don't know don't. what it's going to be, because, like, you see, you see right here... Earth One Teen Titans, completely different from the original origin. You know, it, it's very different from the original origin. And I'm like, what are they going to do to the Superman origin? Like, is he even going to be an alien anymore? Oh my goodness, that would be crazy. Like, he could be literally anything at be. this point. Like, for all we know, even in Green Lantern, that could be future. Like, he, they could be in the future for that. It, we don't know anything about these universes. The only thing that we really know is that the first, volu- the first volume of Superman starts in Metropolis. The beginning of Green Lantern starts uh, with him being at Ferris Galactic. This starts with Starfire and them being in, in school. Well, Starfire's not in school, but... Uh, you and know. Raven's not in school either. Nah. She has to be. She's a kid, but just not their school. Right, right. Not their school. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all we know about any of the Earth Ones. Well. They have Earth One, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and Titans. Let's hope that... Uh, I want to see Aquaman and Flash come out. I want to see Flash. Aquaman will be cool, but... They've been... They've been announced, but yet to be decided when it's going to be released. I'm like, Duel, get it released now. I want to read The Flash. Get it released the day of I get Green Well, if they do The Flash, you see Wally West. Yeah, it's going to be a completely different story. It's not going to be connected to the Speed Force at all. It can still be connected to... He could still be connected to the Speed Force, but Wally West is not. Or maybe he was another one of the test subjects in this universe. Because he's usually connected to Star Labs, and this whole thing is Star Labs. Star Labs. It could be. He could have been... Maybe he's one of these people in here. But they can completely change it, because they don't need to be connected in any way. They don't need to be connected in anything, Maybe he could just be really rich, like Batman-esque, and just get powers. Just make a suit that's super speed. Super speed suit. That would be cool. Or what if if he's like uh, the Stan Lee's version of Flash? Stan Lee's version of the Flash is a female, and she gets a... Injected with this like hummingbird uh, something concoction, and it gives her super speed. And anytime she runs, like a rainbow behind her. That's that's weird. Yeah, it is. But it could it, it could it could be that way. I doubt it because Earth One seems to be more like grounded. Yeah. But you know. It seems to be slightly more. I feel like they're trying to go a little bit more realistic. Yeah. Not like super realistic because it's still. Because it's highly unrealistic. Highly that, unrealistic. That um, you know, a spaceship could create a but, child. But it's not like they're um, anything's like the costume wise isn't like anything too crazy. Like 
most of them are wearing shorts, t-shirts, pants. They're re- wearing know. regular They're clothes. They're wearing like normal people clothes. Like Ravens. The, the only one... one not wearing regular clothes is actually just Cyborg because he's not wearing, he's not wearing any clothes. clothes. Ravens clothes are very Navajo-ish. Yeah, they're very they're, fitting for her character anyways. You know, they're she's not wearing like, all they're, black, and then she's just wearing like a like a tapestry that's all... Navajo Indian style. Yeah. It's not even like... Like, it's highly unrealistic that anybody would wear this. Like, I, I, I could imagine Native Americans... Uh, I, I mean, it I, just looks like her belt it, and all her jewelry match. She looks like she's wearing one bracelet that's all circles, a necklace that's all circles, two earrings that are all circles, and then a belt that's all circles. I mean, it's not like it's over-the-top... You know, unrealistic. It's not like she had to make it in a laboratory. Right. It's not like she just came dressed with it already, and it's like from another world. You know? It could be. <laughs> we don't know. But we no, don't. it's definitely just some... My first assumption. Native American. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's all we have for Teen Titans Earth 1. Uh, volume right. 1 and Volume 2. Yeah, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Uh... Which one do you want to do next week? Because we're gonna um, by that time we have both. Um, we're gonna probably do Superman. We'll read them both, whatever we have, and if we want to do both of them, we'll do both of them. If not, we'll do just one. All right. All right. Now that it's time for the Jesus notes, let's dig in. So for Teen Titans Earth One, I would really say the first verse that really popped into my head was Jeremiah one seven. It says in the New Living Translation, sorry, no, New International Version, it says, But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you and to say whatever I command you. And the reason why I say that really came to mind is kind of obvious. Um, For one, they're teens. They're teenagers. They're dealing with this... Uh, new world that they've been given both uh, for Garfield hopping into a new school uh, instead of going to ninth grade like he should be he's going to what um, 11th grade and for the rest of the kids they're dealing with all this stress around their house around their family because they're realizing stuff isn't the way they seem And for the kids, when their powers start to develop, they realize that they really have to rely on each other. They need to figure out what's going on, and they need to do what it is that they um, feel they need to do, which in this case is figure out about their parents and stop whatever nefarious scheme they have because it's not what it should be. They shouldn't have to live the way they are but they am <laughs> sorry now I'm speaking like Starfire am Starfire need help no uh, because they are stuck with these problems they can learn to make the best of it even though at the end Cyborg um, sorry Victor is attached to this giant mech robot he still knows he can have a good life his Girlfriend is also a quote-unquote freak. His friends are all quote-unquote freaks. And they're all really, like, close. Uh, which is why another thing I would say um, would be the idea of community. Uh, these community of kids, they're 
brought into this world that they don't really understand because of things that their adoptive parents decided for them uh, long ago before they were even born because they were um, created in a lab. In volume two, um, there's a scene that Tara is talking with uh, Garfield and she brings up the fact that he's always still chipper. He's always still like having a spin on it that somehow is bringing joy. Um, and this really reminds me of Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 in the New International Version as well. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as someone, sorry, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaches. I'm going to read that again. It says, And let us consider how we may spur on another towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This idea, this feeling that Garfield has is one of fear and scare, but he doesn't let it overcome him. Instead, he uses it as an opportunity to help his friends, these kids that he was forced to group with. But because of their similarities, he understands them. And so he's really doing what Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, spur one another to love and good deeds. They're all working towards stopping the evil that's affected them. And no matter what's happening, they're not going to let it stop them. And in this moment, Garfield <clears throat> is really pushing for them to be happy, pushing for them to keep on going. Speaking of the idea of community, and I brought up Hebrews, um, also for the same thing for Garfield, I brought up the fact that he's scared he's trying to bring them up. But the fact that he's scared really puts um, two verses on my head is First Peter 5.7 and the second is Second Timothy 1.7. I've used 2 Timothy 1.7 in another uh, Jesus notes for, I believe it was um, Power Rangers and Lost, Legion Lost, I'm not sure, um, but you can go back and check. Uh, but 1 Peter 5.7 says, cast out all anxiety on him, for he cares for you. Of course, in First uh, Peter, he they're talking about your anxieties and fears and worries upon God, upon them. And that's really just something I want to get across to you guys. Um, when you're fearing, feeling scared, you're like these kids are in this book. You don't really know where to turn. And especially these kids, their parents came out of nowhere telling them for, for Tara. Her mom straight up told her that she never wanted her. 
Could you imagine how scarring that could be? I don't know if any of you listening have had any similar situation. I I've, I've, I know there are people who have uh, for that situation, not the fact you get superpowers. But in First Peter 5-7, they're talking about giving it to God and... If you really are, if you feel that way, if you feel the same type of scaredness, afraid of anxiety as these kids did, just just remember, cast it on the Lord. He died upon the cross so that you can give him your burdens. That's what he died on the cross for. Second uh, Timothy one seven says, "For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline." I love that. I'm going to read it again. For the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. We are all called on a mission, on a journey. And the thing that drives us, the thing that pushes us forward is the Spirit of God. Any muse you have is the Spirit of God just pushing on your heart to go. And in these kids' case, the Spirit of God really was with them. They didn't let the fact that their parents were monsters to them let the fear take them over. They, they broke through it. They kept going. They, they didn't let anything stop them. And it's just something beautiful to think about. All right, well, that's all I have for the Jesus Notes. And... Let's continue with our announcements and news. We started an Instagram page on Instagram. You know, I feel like that would be a good spot to put it. Uh, now let's have an Instagram page on Facebook. We can we can connect them. Yeah, we can. I have a Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We have yet to do that. The Instagram. We have really... a Facebook page and we have an Instagram page and we've never talked about them. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So we're trying to do a little bit more social networking. So uh, add us on Instagram. It's at Agent Blue Podcast, all one word. Um, there's nothing is, on there yet. So if you see it, well, probably by the end of this, by, by the time you see this, there will be something, something. out there. there will be, be about this this uh, specific podcast. little something, a little bit of something. You know what? I might make something this exact second. You are now part of Instagram right now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the Facebook is Agent Blue Podcast. Uh, not all one word, just just there. Um, you can go follow us there. Um, we usually only post the um when the podcast is up, but I think we're gonna get a little bit better at that, trying to make us feel more like a community rather than just people posting stuff randomly. Um, if you like what we do. Per usual, you can go on uh, iTunes, give us a rating, and critique us all you well please. Um, you can go on the website, my website, mb-3d.com forward slash agent-blue. We will have both of these Teen Titan Earth 1 stories on there with this podcast along with the Jesus Notes. Um... Sorry I've been slacking on posting the Jesus notes with it. It's just um, dealing with the fact that going to college soon kind of takes up a lot of time. Um, But we'll have those things up there. Um, 
And if you really want to help us be able to get more time to this, because we both have jobs and I'm working hard on also going to college. So if you really want to help us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash MB3 and throw some money our way. Even a dollar a month helps because that's 25 cents per episode. And all of it goes back into making the best product we possibly can for you. Uh, we keep toying with what we're doing for the podcast, but it's uh, because we really want to find out what you guys like. We don't want to just sit here and talk if we're boring you to death. This is true. So, um, I'm going to wait till he's done with the Instagram post. Sorry, just, I just finished it. Just finished it, literally, just this exact second. So now there is one picture up on Instagram, but in order for you to find out what it is, you have to go and like it. Um, please stay tuned to our social media because we're going to try, like he said, to really involve more of the podcast. We're going to try to expand ourselves a little bit more so we can have more feedback from you guys and you can hear more from us and we can hear what you want and you can hear what we want to do and you can also hear what we have going on. You know, we might do some cool stuff. We might go to a convention or something. We might invite you guys to come to the movies with us if you wanted to. I mean, hey, just... we could put that as a tier on uh, Patreon. Make it like... Hey, you want to come to a movie with us? Um, here's a contest for you. Yeah, it wouldn't be that great of a contest. We're not all that fun to hang out with. We're actually kind of boring. But if you like to talk about comic books, we got you. Actually, we're not boring. You just don't want to sit next to me in the theater because <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> popcorn. Oh, it's okay. I won't make you sit next to him. I love popcorn. He loves popcorn. And you can tell when he's at the movie theater how much he loves popcorn. Like you just you ever seen one of those uh, older like '90s TV shows where you get the big old bowl and they got the soup the big old like ladle eating cereal? That's Michael with popcorn. He's just shoveling it into his mouth. Like when you think of like Shaggy and Scooby Doo eating, that's what that's what Michael looks like when he's eating popcorn. Just wanted to give him a good visual. Yep, that's pretty much it. Um, All right, well, from us here at Agent Blue. Peace. Peace.